Are you a man looking for an intensive program to help you overcome sexually addictive behaviors? Gateway to Freedom is your answer. Gateway to Freedom is a three-day workshop for men seeking to overcome any destructive sexual habits. Whether married, single, or divorced, Gateway to Freedom will help men regain hope for a new life of purity and real contentment. The workshop is conducted by experts in the field of sexual addiction recovery with decades of combined experience. Read testimonials of work shop alumni at gatewaymen.com. Get all the info and register online at gatewaymen.com or call 1-800-49-PURITY. Hi, my name is Jonathan, and I'm the founder of the Gateway to Freedom Workshop. I want to personally invite you to register for our next workshop coming up April 7th through the 9th in Texas in the lovely Hill Country. So call us today at 1-800-49-PURITY. That's 1-800-497-8748 or visit gatewaymen.com. Welcome to Pure Sex Radio with your hosts, Jonathan and Stephen. This dynamic program is designed to educate, encourage, and equip listeners with the tools necessary for living a life of sexual purity. Visit us online at puresexradio.com. And now, please welcome Jonathan and Stephen on Pure Sex Radio. Good day, radio listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. We're glad to have you with us. My name is Jonathan. I'm here with Stephen Cervantes. How are you today? I am well. Thank you, Jonathan. Yeah, the year is rolling on and and things are going well and we are seeing um, lives impacted and we're just grateful to be alive and be able to be doing this work that God has uh, allowed us to do. Before we jump in, I want to let you know about our Gateway to Freedom workshop for men. This is a three-day intensive that we do periodically throughout the year in various locations to help men who are struggling with any kind of sexual sin or stronghold. These can be uh, married men, single, divorced, uh, pastors even, anybody in ministry. This is a great opportunity to be able to get into a safe, private environment for three days where you can really unpack and go deep into your story and into the things that you're struggling with and find real hope and practical resources for freedom that you can really begin to learn how to walk in. So if you'd like more information about our Gateway to Freedom workshop, simply go to gatewaymen.com or call us toll free at 1-800-49-PURITY. So Stephen, we had um, we had gotten a little ways along in this in this issue of how to respond to temptation. And we were just trying to give our listeners lots of these just various practical tools, because I think, you know, that's a, that's a very common question that we get from, from men is saying, Hey, what do I do though in the moment? Like, what do I do when I'm facing? And then they fill in the blank with whatever the specific temptation is. And so we, we just want to sort of shotgun out all these just practical ideas in the hopes that the listeners, just based on whatever their personality is, whatever jazzes them, you know, we realize that some of these things might get fired out there and it just totally misses on some guys, but then other guys latch on and go, man, that okay, that gets it. And so I think this is a great way to just put a lot out there in the hopes that it will help a lot of men be able to just grab a few tools that they can have handy in the moment when temptation is occurring. So why don't we just continue the conversation and, and you can share with our listeners some of the additional ideas okay so uh, i was just thinking about this topic because 
we we will be tempted, right? Mm-hmm. Temptation will be put before us, whether it's a television show, whether you're at the grocery store, or you're leaving the gym, or whatever. You're going to find yourself in these situations, and uh, you know, practicing good sexual discipline means having a toolbox full of great stuff mm. that you're always ready to pull the right tool out at the right time. Um, so we've broken it down, and we've been thinking about this first arousal piece, the first few seconds, because I'll tell you what, what happens in the first three or four seconds is critical, right? Everybody is going to notice beauty and be aroused. That's okay. It's what you do right after that that's critical. Mm-hmm. Do you move along or do you stop and linger? And, do you, and then some people will linger, then they'll follow, then they'll create images, they'll make up fantasies. So it'll just start this whole machinery going. And other people will practice good self-discipline. So we're going down this list, and this is just a reminder. That's a little inner intro. We're just going to throw out ideas and see if, if you uh, have any that are better than ours. Please send them Absolutely, to us. Yeah. You know, But we'll give you some of ours. So... One of mine that is to say to myself, well, you know where this leads. Come on, you know where this leads. And I just say that over and over. You know where this leads. And mm-hmm. I do know where it leads. Yeah. And any guy that that's had a fantasy or gotten distracted, got off, he knows where it leads. Well, and I think of that and I think, you know, we, you have said it many times before that people are repetitive and predictable, right? Yes. And And so... Guys, you're not going to wake up tomorrow and be surprised by your patterns. <laughs> That's so true. Right? You're not going to wake up. Oh, my goodness. I, I, I just had a temptation that I have no idea how I've ever responded to that. before. You know what I mean? It's yes. like you're not going to. It's, that's not going to happen. So the reality is, is you have very well-worn paths that you've taken over yes. and over again in your life. You're very familiar with your patterns. You're very familiar with that's the temptations true. even. Yeah. And so there's a, there's a commonality to that, that what Stephen is proposing is basically tell your brain you know what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. You're not tricking me. <laughs> that's true. I know exactly where this leads. And then, Now, that's great because that's another one. You have to repeat them three times. Okay, you're not tricking me into that again. You're not tricking me. You're not tricking me, right? Mm-hmm. That's what you're saying. We have to talk to ourselves. Because what you're doing when you say that, when you say you know where this leads, is you're reminding yourself that you're not a, you're not a mindless robot that mm-hmm. must respond in yes. the ways that your patterns have done historically. You're recognizing that you're a free will agent who has choice, mm-hmm. and so you're all you're doing in that moment by saying that comment is you're reminding yourself of that. That's right. Now whether or not you do it, what is, you do next is still your choice. Still a choice. That's right. But you're at so, least stopping it right there. You know? and, and what what you find is some of these lines work for a while. So you have to you, you have to keep picking up lines. Right. The brain yeah. gets tired and bored. And so a new idea will kind of energize you. It'll hit you different. So I'm going to jump to another one that, that I would say, that's not mine. That's not mine. That's pretty. That's not mine. I have a wife. That's not mine. That's not mine. Right? Because sometimes we act like two-year-olds. I want it. Oh, right, it's like, yeah. I have a red truck. You have a blue truck. I want the blue truck and the red truck. Oh, and there's a yellow truck. I want the yellow truck, too. I mean, sometimes we're like, two, we're like kids, man. And I go, hey, and this is what I tell my two-year-olds. That's not mine. 
That's yeah. not mine. And you yeah. have to say it three times. That's not mine. That's not mine. That's, and it gives you just enough time for your brain to bring on the resources to do the next thing. Mm-hmm. And that's a good one because if you think about it, you know, I used to think that uh, the commandments to not commit adultery and the commandments to not steal were were separate. And when you mm-hmm. think about it, pornography and sexual lust really does both. There is that sense of adultery in violating God's command to be faithful sexually to one woman, mm-hmm. but there's also the violation of saying, you are stealing something that's not yours. When you take that woman's image or that man's image or whoever it might be, you take that image and essentially you say, I'm going to do whatever I want with that image in my mind. Mm-hmm. You have stolen something that is not yours to have. And so that's good. That's There's another, another, that's another right thing that stealing. I'll read. But that, but that goes stealing. along with that idea of that's not mine. Yeah. That's not mine. I'm stealing something. If I, if I go yes. any further with this in my mind, I'm stealing something that's not mine. Mm-hmm. This whole idea of courage is one that interests me, that you'll tell men it's courageous to be here. And, um, and then I've heard this line, a culture of courage Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we have to just do difficult things and we have to stand strong. And so I'll say to myself, just 20 seconds of courage, just 20 seconds of courage. Because you find yourself in weak places when you're down, right? This is hard. And if you remind yourself, if you're in a weak place, you need about 20 seconds of courage to get up and get moving and to get the next thing going. And you know you what? Know? To, what I would suggest is right now, wherever you are, is, uh, you know, even if you're driving, is um, pause the podcast for a second. And what I want you to do is just count to 20. Just to give yourself a feel Mm. of that time period. Because a lot of times we say 20 seconds, boom, that just is like that, right? Mm. 20 seconds is a good enough amount of time. Think about all the things that you can do in 20 seconds. And to to start to adopt that mentality of what would happen if every single time I got tempted, I just told myself I need 20 seconds of courage. And you stop and you pause and you count to 20. And the whole time you're repeating courage, courage, courage. And what you might find is that 20 seconds is a big enough gap where you can completely shift your mind. And so I think that's a great reminder of it does take courage. Sometimes we just have to do hard things. Now, the reality is, is, Stephen, would you say that after you've, engage those 20 seconds of courage, you immediately and always feel different? <laughs> no, but I'm just shifting my position. I changed an angle, right? I could be in a restaurant mm-hmm. with somebody's showing, and I, I need to, to breathe and reposition myself in 20 seconds so I can not sit for a whole hour and be entertained, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. So... So there's just this is stuff we put together. It's going to look kind of random. It's going to sound random. But the theme is the first few seconds are critical in, the, in this battle. And that's what we're focusing on. The first few seconds set the next bit of time in motion, right? It'll give you some time and energy. Sometimes I'll scream out of him in my car, I want to be whole. I want to be whole. No more division. No more division. I want to be whole. Because we live like divided men and we act like we're not divided. But you gotta say the truth, I wanna be whole. I don't wanna be divided anymore. I'm sorry, I'm getting this image of you <laughs> driving down the highway, almost beating your steering wheel, going, I wanna be whole. And I think it's great, so I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna assume that's what's going on with drivers when I see them screaming <laughs> out. That is good, that is good. So, but but that, <clears throat> something that is important, I think, in, in what you're saying there, 
and maybe maybe you were only implying it, I don't know if you were saying this specifically, is it sounds to me like you're saying these things out loud. Yes, yes. This is a out loud and some are out loud. Why some are quiet. why is that important to you, do <clears throat> you think, for that? Well, because it retrains the brain. It makes you your ears hear it and encode it. If you just whisper it, it's not the same as speaking out loud. Mm. And so it is more powerful to speak out loud because it retrains the brain. Um, and these are things that, that I've just been saying, other people have said. I'll give you one more here. I was doing a men's retreat, and I sometimes I say things. You know, you have said stuff that stuck with me, and I keep repeating. So I say something over the course of this weekend, and I say, look, you want to live clean, simple, and innocent. Okay, just live clean, simple, and innocent. And this guy comes back about a month later and he says, it works. I just keep repeating, (laughs) live clean, live simple, live innocent. I just want to live clean and have a simple life. Because think about it. I don't want to be dirty. I want to be simple, not all complex, right? And I want to be innocent. I want to protect my innocence. And so I want to live clean. I want to live simple. I want to live innocent, and you know what? As you're saying those words, there's three things that come to my mind. This, <clears throat> when I get the picture of clean, I get this idea of of there there might be some washing that's needing to be done. You know, maybe maybe when I say I want to live clean, I'm recognizing there's some areas that need to be cleaned. Mm. So even in temptation, you're saying maybe I went a little too far. What I want to be clean, and so there's this sense of continually washing. The idea of simple, I love that because. Think of what think of what porn and temptation really wants to do. It wants to clutter your life. It wants to confuse your life. It wants to add things in that only create division and and complexity. Mm. And so when you're thinking about simple, I just I get this picture of um of just this this white room that has, mm. you know, two chairs in it and nothing else. And it's just a space where you and God can talk. Like it's simple. It's yes. simple. Just me and my father. We're supposed to just be able to be in this clean, mm, very, yes. very pure environment and just simple. And then the idea of innocence, I love that because it, it brings to my mind this idea of guard the gate. There's there's supposed to be we're not supposed to allow things in that are yes. going to steal away and, and introduce us to things that are that are scary and 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 you know, um, dangerous, well, and dirty, and ugly, and yeah. risky, and all those things that come to haunt us in the night and torment our minds. So the reason I'm bringing those additional thoughts to this idea of clean, simple, and innocent is I want to encourage our listeners when you're thinking about these things that you want to say to yourself or you want to bring to your mind whenever, uh, whenever temptation comes up. Sometimes it helps to create a little bit more of elaborate pictures and scenarios that go along with each of these because then as soon as temptation comes and you say clean, simple, innocent, you're not simply thinking of the words clean, simple, innocent. You've created scenarios and stories behind them that say, yeah, that's where I want to go. So your mind can be retrained to go in that direction. And think about that. It takes a few seconds to come over the clean and and what are you doing? You're taking control of your mind Mm -hmm. when temptation comes and you're on a mission, and so if you say it out loud, if you create a, visu- a visual that goes with it, mm-hmm. much more powerful, right? And you're in control. Because the other one is, I want inner peace. Mm. 
I want inner peace, and this is going to steal my inner peace. The more I complicate and muck up stuff, I just want to have peace and rest in my being. I want inner peace. I want inner peace. What do you want more, escape and fantasy, temptation and arousal, or you want inner peace? Now, let me ask you something just for the sake of our listeners. I think, you know, the idea and even the phrase inner peace mm-hmm. is something that is that's not unheard of in terms of just being used a lot, mm-hmm. but I think it can have a lot of different connotations. So when you're saying to yourself, I want deep inner peace, mm-hmm. can you help frame it for us? Like pictures sure. of what does that mean yeah, to you? rest. I want a restful uh, inside. I want my system to rest on the inside. I don't want to be full of fantasies, temptation, broken stories, last lustful fun, right? Mm-hmm. I want a place where my being can go and be still. And I love your picture of a nice room with a couple of chairs sitting with my father. But I want the noise gone. Mm. And and part of our training is shutting down the shame dialogue, not speaking false identity over ourselves, right? Not hiding who we are, being more present, more connected, working through our stuff, so that it's the whole package, right, of growth and doing healthy things and less dirty sort of hiding things. And I love it when you say the idea of, of you want quiet. Uh, there's, there is, you know, that's another thing that I think lustful temptation invites us toward is just adding a whole lot more noise in our head. I mean, think about, you know, one of the things, you know, this... This this you know meatball between our ears is <laughs> is the most. I didn't know you were Italian. <laughs> yeah. The meatball, mamma mia! <laughs> it is the most powerful computer on the planet, and mm. so when you think about it that way, every image, every sense that we experience, uh, every physical sense we experience, sight included is perfectly stored in this incredible brain that we've been Mm. given. And so one of the things that you can ask yourself too, in terms of this idea of deep inner peace is, Hey, do I want to, do I want to create more noise in my head? Do I want to invite in more clutter in my head or do I want to, Hey, no, I want peace. I want to, I want to keep the noise out. I want there to be a real sense of quietness in Mm -hmm. my, in my mind. Yes, and it helps if you're simple and there isn't much going on anyway. Right, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, sorry. So the next one is in a context of a wife, right? Wives, their biology is different. They sort of become hormonal, hormonal periodically mm-hmm. once a month. Yeah. And, and they're, you know, they even get put out with themselves. They just kind of crawl out of their own skin sometimes. And so, so you're going to be in a situation with a wife expressing pain and disappointment. And, and, and some of that pain may be vented at you. You said you were going and you didn't. And why don't you? And how many times do I have to tell you? And in her venting her pain, you may be attacked, mm-hmm. right? Which can potentially become a trigger. Right. So then how do you nurture yourself on the inside? Mm. What do you say to calm yourself? Because we trigger one another, right? Right. 
you, you know, I raise my voice, which is something you're not used to, and that triggers you, and then you say you never, which triggers me, mm-hmm. and then I say, why don't you, right? And we're always triggering one another, and so we want to be mindful that we're going to be triggered sometimes. Mm-hmm. Now, I'd like to say we're all mature, and if somebody's in pain, oh, well, they're in pain. It doesn't bother the rest of us. That's not true. Somebody venting off in your direction is going to flood you. And so what you're saying is, is uh, what I'm hearing is, is that when, when your wife may be expressing pain and disappointment, that becomes a trigger towards yes. temptation. Yes. And so you've got, this is almost like a preparing in the pre-trigger trigger kind of thing, <laughs> right? So rec- what you're That's doing good. is you're letting a lot of these husbands, and I think wives yeah. too out there, to know that your, your spouse can, can, trip some triggers. Absolutely. And so if you if you recognize that many times that can be that's born out of their pain, yes. their disappointment, their Absolutely. struggle. So then I'm going to give you the line. It goes like this. It's not about me. It's mm-hmm. she's attacking me. She's telling me I'm worthless. It's not about me. Mm-hmm. And then I also say no human gets to define me. Cuz if they go you're stupid, you're responsible, why don't you grow up? You never right? It's it's first I say it's not your pain is not about me. Mm-hmm. I just happen to be in the area because I'm not the pain manager. God and you are working on stuff. So I first say it's not about me so I can stay. And then I actually say, God, are you listening to this? This woman's really upset, God. Are you listening to this? She's really mad and she's venting at me, but it's not about me. And it's for your ears. So I hope you you know, bless her right now because my job is to offer some comfort. Mm-hmm. Right, because I have to have a strategy in the moment of intense battle where my wife is venting pain, and that's where you can use one of the one of the previous ideas that we had given in the last podcast on this, and that's that idea of hold, 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 yes. stay, stay in, because a lot of times it's in that moment that hey, you'll let your mind drift, or you'll just actually physically leave and go start pursuing, you know, kind of the the escape route, and so. What we're trying to give here is all these various ideas of what you can do in those first few seconds of feeling triggered or feeling tempted. Yes, that's true. Now, let's shift a little bit about in terms of real temptation in yourself, because I think there's two spiritual things you can do when temptation comes at you, right? You can remind yourself you're a spiritual being, right? And this is playing to your flesh, and you say, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Mm. So whatever the enemy's throwing at me, this weapon will not prosper. Nothing thrown at me designed to take me down, take me out, right? And then the other is just stand in the battle position, mm-hmm. right? Put on your breastplate. Yeah. Get your helmet out. Grab your sword. Stand. And when you're all armored up, what does it say? Stand. stand. That's what it says, right? Put on the full armor. And then it says, and stand, right? Yeah. I love that picture. I love yeah. that idea. Okay, I'm going to stand here. And you know, uh, this this may be, I don't want to take this um, idea too far, but I do think, when I think about, if I were to ask all of the, the men in the audience, and I don't want to be too crass here, but I want to ask, if I were to ask all the men in the, off, uh, in the audience, what's the most common position you're in when you are either viewing pornography or or acting out sexually, um, I would say that the majority of the time it's not standing. 
<laughs> and so there's there's a part of this that you I th- made a joke, John. Well, it, it's not actually a joke necessarily. I do think that part of this, part of this idea of stand in the battle uh, position, you could take good. as a physical response to I'm feeling tempted, so I'm going to get <clears throat> up from my computer screen. And stand I'm going to get good. out of my chair. I'm going to stand. And so you can actually, you know, in the same way that you were saying earlier, you can use the audible. Yes. language to kind of retrain your brain. I think we can do physical things too Absolutely. to kind of retrain ourselves in the moment of temptation. We're the told more, to flee temptation, right? Yes, the more so, we do like that, the better, the retraining, right? Yeah. Uh, I heard a speaker once say, before I turn my computer on and spend a few hours with it, knowing that I'm right that close to temptation, I have the Lord's Supper. Mm. I get some bread and I have a little juice and I have communion That's before a great I turn because I know I'm going to be working on the machine for several hours and it's like I don't know what can you do I mean the the sky is the limit in terms of what you can come up yeah, with Yeah and actually what I'm hoping is that what we're doing is we're stirring this kind of thought in all mm-hmm. of our listeners so that they're starting to think in this way cuz yeah. here's I think some people have thought um I know I thought this way before Listen, you just got to find there There must be the way to respond to temptation. Mm. And what we're trying to introduce to our listeners is there's a million ways to respond to temptation that are yeah. healthy, that are good. So, yeah. so hopefully it's stirring in them thoughts to say, man, I, this is starting to make me think of all kinds of ideas that I could have. And, and again, we would love to hear them, listeners. So if you want to send them yes. our way, send them to my point at puresexradio.com. So we've got a few more, we've got a few more minutes that we yes. want to share a few more. Well, with. I wanted you to do your little talk on your wife and honoring your wife, because my little note here says, I choose my wife. Mm-hmm. When temptation comes and there's another offering, I choose my wife. Mm-hmm. But you do this great little talk about your wife and honoring your wife, and I don't know if you remember if I'm making this up in my head. You're but... gonna have to help me. <laughs> okay, I maybe. definitely choose my wife. <laughs> <laughs> but but there, I thought at one of the retreats you made a statement or two. I'll have to go back and maybe it'll come to me in a few minutes. I was just gonna. I made a note, hand it to Jonathan because he said it once. You know. Um, the whole idea of I, my wife and honoring my wife and choosing my wife and any thoughts about that? Well, or, not or no? not that are coming to mind in terms of a specific talk or anything. Okay. But one of the things that I have tried to do is recognize that that when I understand the reality that biblically my wife and I are one flesh, meaning yes, that, that's it. That's the that talk right there. That we're one. Yes. What that means is that I'm not alone here right now. In a very real sense, even though my wife isn't physically present with me, she is every bit as much present with me as if she were physically present. See, with that me. whole thought boggles my mind. It's such a good thought. It's like we need to just listen to that. And it's even a great, when your wife is not present, she is with you as one. And that, and mm. and I think the the benefit to that thinking when temptation comes is all I need to do is remind me, remind myself. I'm not alone here. I'm not. I'm not just a a, a man here. I'm a one flesh union with my wife, and so mm-hmm. therefore, I'm I'm carrying her in a very real sense into whatever experiences I'm having throughout the day. So part of me has to ask, well, do I want to carry her into that thought? Do I want to carry her into that fantasy? Do I want to carry her into that act 
with pornography. You know, so that's another way to think of it, of saying, yeah. do I want to carry my wife into this sin? And the hope, hopefully the answer is, no, of course not. I don't want to do that. And so just continue to remind myself in that moment of temptation, hey, that's you're not funny. alone. You're not alone. Your wife is right here with you. It's funny. On this journey, you try all kinds of things. And 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 so I went through a phase where I'm a real social guy, and I like to smile, look at people's eyes and get a smile. I smile at them, smile back. And I decided for like a whole month I was not going to look at any pretty girls, any girls. I mean, any girls. And so like you're going in the grocery store and you have carts and you pass by and, and I would always look and smile and be the friendly guy. But for a whole month, I practiced just looking down. Whenever a female comes by, look down. Don't look at her. Don't smile at her. You know, it's sort of awkward for a social person who, who wants to be friendly and, and like you get sort of affirm when people look at you and smile. And, mm-hmm. and, but, and for a junkie that likes everybody to smile at him, for, to look down... To practice the skill, look down. You don't need anybody to smile. You don't need to look at you. You know, look down. Talk to all the guys you want and look down the rest of the time. Mm-hmm. It's sort of weird, but it's a challenge. You know? well, well, what I hear and what you're saying is what was being exposed in your heart was the motive behind your seeking all of that affirmation. Uh, yeah, to be recognized and, and smile so and approved. And so you're not saying, hey, it's wrong to look at somebody and smile at them. Right? Right. No, <laughs> what you're no, saying no, no. is, is it's a new I, was, discipline. I was using that in a way to try to get affirmation in an unhealthy kind of way, in, in, in not the most appropriate kind of way, right? And so what you're saying is I'm, I'm, my motive for yes, doing that yes. was self-serving and selfish. I wasn't actually trying to necessarily please that other person in terms of saying, hey, have a great day. You know, yeah. it's like it was still all about you. Right. And I don't think we look at ourselves. I think we just do things. But in this line of work— you got to watch yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Because the whole idea is you can just mask it as being social and friendly. Lots of guys do. Sure. I was just talking. I was just talking to her. I was, no, but you mean it's like we met, we have to really check ourselves. Let's at get a deep honest. Level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, folks, we hope this has been helpful. And again, we would love to hear your uh, thoughts on this as well. So please reach out to us, and we look forward to having you back here again next week on the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.